It is Friday, July 5th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkesbury has a pair of games tonight against the Rochester Red Wings, and after sweeping Pawtucket at McCoy Stadium, the Rail Riders returned home last night and fell short, fell almost flat last night against the Rochester Red Wings, an 11-1 defeat where Rochester jumped on the board early and often. Against starter Randall Delgado, they scored a run in the first inning. But in the second inning, Rail Riders had their toughest pitching inning of the season. After a strikeout began the frame to Xander Wheel, the next seven men in a row reached via hits, including a double, a triple, five singles. And at that point, six runs went on the board. Rochester had a 7 nothing lead. So the Rail Riders, they knew they were up against it, but going into the bottom of the third inning, they were plucky. Clint Frazier doubled, and that brought up Bravik Valera. Nothing in one pitch. Swing and a jam flared. Right center field. Long run in for Cave. He charges it. Drops down. Gets behind him, but backed up nicely by Lamont Wade Jr. Clint Frazier scrambles to the plate, and the Rail Riders get their first run of the night. They trail 7-1 here in the third. For a Scranton-Wilkesbury team that averages 5.5 runs per game, a 7-0 deficit is steep but not impossible, and so the Rail Riders getting that run in the bottom of the third inning made you start to think, okay, there could be some life in this team yet. But the Rochester Red Wings offense was just incredible last night. They notched a season-high 20 hits for themselves, which was a season-high in hits allowed by the Rail Riders pitching staff. They added a run in the 4th, 6th, 7th, and 8th innings, and Rochester ran away with it, 11-1. On a July 4th evening that saw 10,000 fans in attendance for the fireworks spectacular on Independence Day, unfortunately, the game didn't quite live up to the billing as far as the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders fans were concerned. Sean Poppin got the win for Rochester. Seven innings, one run, five strikeouts. He was great. Randall Delgado with eight runs on 12 hits over three and two-thirds innings pitched. He picked up the loss. Rochester picks up a game in the IL North Division standings. And they are now six and a half games back of the Rail Riders. But the Buffalo Bisons also lost. So last night, that meant that Buffalo remained six games in back of Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, as the Rail Riders entered tonight's doubleheader, games 86 and 87 of the season. Before yesterday's game, in fact, a couple of days ago, we had a chance to sit down and chat with one of the newest old members of the Rail Riders, Zach Zayner added back to the roster a couple of days ago with Logan Morrison opting out of his contract with Mike Ford heading up to the big leagues. That means that Ryan McBroom will move in and just about play all of the first base for scranton Wilkesbury in the interim, so the Rail Riders needed another outfielder. Zach Zayner was the guy that got called, and as we sat down and caught up with him, he had played nearly 30 games to begin the season here before getting transferred to A Trenton. And plain and simple, we wanted to know from Zach how things had been going for him down in AA. It was a lot of fun down there. A lot of those guys I've played with in, in years past, and you know when they're in a pennant race, they're, they're doing two halves this year. It, it makes for exciting baseball. When you're trying to clinch, and you know we did clinch, and that was the goal while we were down there, so it was fun to play some serious competitive baseball trying to get in the playoffs early. And you've been part of teams the last few years that able to celebrate in August and pop the champagne and have that celebration. How did it feel having that celebration at a midway point in the year and having to come right out the next day and play a game that 
sort of didn't mean nearly as much? It, it, it was different for sure. You know, you're middle of the season and this game's kind of a wash. I mean, you already clinched, but, um, you're, you know, you're out there and you're trying to collect hits and you're trying to win ball games. So you just got to, you know, remind yourself that every single at-bat counts and uh, you get back to work for sure. Zach Zander, our guest here on the pregame show. A couple of things I want to ask you about that Trenton Thunder team that you got to see in person. We talked a lot about it on the broadcast, but while you were there, the no-hitter situation in Hartford came up, and it seemed like people we talked to in the International League all sort of thought the same thing, where you're trying to get back in what is a pretty close game at that point. It's a combined no-hitter. It's not one guy trying to go nine innings. What was the, the vibe in the clubhouse based on some of the negative reaction that people were throwing out there? I mean, a lot of the negative reaction seemed like came from people who didn't really know the game. Um, they didn't really understand the scenario. I think it was taken out of context for sure. Yeah, it was a combined no-hitter, but, you know, Lipka, Bunsen gets on first. We're playing in a small yard, and you got the three best hitters, you know, in double-A and now in the Eastern League coming up next. I mean, we had a chance to really win that game because of that. So it was a really smart baseball move, and, you know, we are all on his side for sure. And the other thing I want to ask you about from down in double-A with the Trenton Thunder, I don't even know if I need to ask you a question. I just want to say Davey Garcia and let yeah. you kind of talk about that guy. Uh, that was probably one of the most boring games I've ever been a part of standing in the outfield. Uh, Zero action at all. Uh, he was mowing hitters down. It was incredible. The professional mindset he has and how he goes about his business is um, it's, it's big league. It was really fun to watch and spectate from the outfield. Like I said, I didn't do much that day. He was just kind of ripping through their lineup. It was amazing. And it's funny that when I say his name, the thing I have to ask you is the follow-up is his no-hitter. And yeah. being part of a no-hitter, that's yeah. the second most impressive start mm-hmm. that he's had. Five no-hit innings pales in comparison to all the strikeouts he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 strikeouts over six innings just about a week before. So what was it like being part of another no-hitter down with the Trenton Thunder? I mean, it wasn't surprising. I mean, seeing these guys go out there, you see a couple innings roll by, and you're like, it's going to be one of those games where these guys are locked in. Um, we just need to put one run on the board, and you really have a, a strong feeling you're going to win a game when those guys go out and start pitching the way they do. We've asked you one side of it this year on the new baseballs here in AAA, and I guess since you started the year here, then you went down to A. Did that affect some of the numbers at all or the mentality where you're hitting balls and you're, you're kind of thinking back to how the ball flies here and you're, and you're just not seeing those same results? I mean, it's definitely talked about down there with guys who go down as, ah, you know, the triple-A balls, you know, that might be something else. But you, you can't control where you hit the ball. You can only control how, how well you hit it. And, I mean, the rest is out of your hands, so you really can't get too upset about that. Um, there's definitely a difference, but, I mean, like I said, there's, there's, it's out of your control. Five more days before the All-Star break, what do you have planned? Going home to San Diego to get some sunshine and get in the ocean for a little bit, so I'm, I'm excited to get out there. Big thanks to Zach for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your Independence Day weekend here today. Grant Wilkesbury has that doubleheader tonight against Rochester. First pitch at 5.05. Pregame coverage begins at 4.35. You can catch all of the action with Adam Marco and me on the Real Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you for 14 innings worth of baseball later tonight.